morning and welcome. Happy Friday. Yes, we survived another week. How you doing? I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The website, at allamericangold.com. And uh, what a crazy time we live in, isn't it? Just incredible. Beautiful day again here in the Valley of the Sun. Uh, I was watching. A, I did watch a little bit of the the Barrett Jackson. Wow, how times change. Uh, the vehicles now. That I guess that's just how it is, right? The older stuff kind of losing value, and now I saw a lot of a lot of trucks and K five Blazers and stuff like that out there. Uh, getting re- I don't know about ridiculous amounts of money, but you know, fifty, sixty, seventy thousand. I what I would think was ridiculous, but nonetheless, uh, I hope you're enjoying all the auctions here in the Valley of the Sun. Uh, we got a lot of ground to cover. Is the government going to shut down? <laughs> I, I don't mean to laugh. It's not funny. Uh, again, our elected officials are. Uh, I don't know what I can't. You know, it's a family show. I don't want to use bad words, but uh, they're all idiots. Let's just uh, go with that one, and we'll talk about. It. So they got till noon or noon, uh, midnight tonight, uh, to get something done or face a government shutdown. The uh, the House has passed a two week extension. You know, they've been doing this extension, extension, extension. The House passed an extension. Uh, apparently, uh, the Senate doesn't want to uh, do that, so we'll have to wait and see and, and all of that hoopla. Uh, I don't think it it better not happen, but it, but it could. We'll have to see how that plays out. Uh, we have uh, news out of General Electric, news out of Goldman Sachs, news out of Albertsons and Safeway that we need to talk about. Uh, we have all kinds of analysts now raising uh, their gold and silver forecast. We'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, the dollar, again, uh, under pressure. The 10-year note, the highest level in years today. Uh, last time I looked in, it was 264 and change. Uh, and, and, and I don't know what the number is that that uh, is going to start hurting growth but the problem with rates rising is everything every all the debt instruments cost more when that happens so uh your mortgage costs more your credit card debt costs more your auto loan costs more you know anything that's tied uh to the debt markets is going to go up in price as the rates are rising and we're kind of in this uh this interesting dynamic where we've got higher rates in a falling dollar, and it's one of those uh, those catch twenty twos, right? Where we've got so much debt that rates are rising, which is causing the interest payments on the national debt to spike, which is causing to have pressure on the dollar because because now the debts the deficits are going to be even higher, and you, and you just run through this vicious circle. How it's all going to play out, nobody really knows. I mean, well, I shouldn't say nobody knows. I think everybody knows. That's kind of really the funniest thing about it. When you really, really think about it, how is this all going to play out? And most people, you know, when you look at, at how things are going to play out, what do you do? What do you go, well, how did it work for this country or that country? Or, or how did it work for 
how did it work for that? They always work the same. They go to nothing. And uh, I think now Gerald Salente uh, talked about uh, that's it. We're going to go to some form of uh, blockchain-type currency events. Uh, hearing more and more central banks talking about it. Uh, we played the clip the other day uh, from Robert Kiyosaki about how, hey, in 2040 there's going to be, right now he says there's three, there's three currencies. Right? There's God's money, gold and silver. There's government money, and it really doesn't matter. Name the name the name the currency, whether it's the Federal Reserve, go to euro, a yen, uh, a yuan. It doesn't matter. Government money, right? And then there's what he called blockchain money, and and he said by 2040 there's only going to be two of those three here, and the one that's not going to be here is government money. And and I think he's and it's kind of really a, a simpler way of saying what I've been trying to say all along, which is is we're going to enter into this digital currency thing. I think inflation and hyperinflation is going to be the root of it. This will be the cure for it. This is how they're going to uh, sell it to the masses, uh, you know. And and I don't think it's going to be. A, a a bitcoin or any of the ones that are that's just my opinion because I don't know but but I believe that the 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 central banks are going to have their own right every every major economy in the world is going to have their own uh form of digital currency and and be able to uh I don't know I guess devalue as quickly as they need to and you think about all of the things that we've been hearing about the the huge turn in the tone of the of the central bankers even just right here at home now they're all talking about forget about two percent inflation uh the only number we've heard so far is four percent you know and it just starts from there and, and gets worse and i think the reason for that i think they already know Right, they already know uh, what's what's really coming out there uh, as far as all the pricing goes. Consumer confidence came out today, and now with the tax cuts passed, you'd think it was was going to be skyrocketed. It actually went the other way. Uh, people starting to focus in on how much things are going to cost, and and ultimately at the end of the day, who's going to be left holding the bag? And the answer is really simple: if you don't have any of God's money. You're going to be holding the bag. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. 800-951-0592. Gold's up seven. Now get used to it. I keep telling you, 1334. Uh, silver's up six, uh, just at $17 uh, this morning. I'll say it again. It's silver's like 78 and a half ounces uh, to gold that that gold to silver ratio you need 78 and a half ounces of silver uh and that's really at the high end uh anything you do here at patriot right now i tell you mix in some silver with it because it's just really attractive uh at that level we had a bunch of upgrades you know all of a sudden all these experts uh recalibrating their forecast price for gold and silver uh, PAMP being the latest, they came out this morning and said uh, they've raised their gold target to 
going to tell you that's low. Of course, but they are they're always low. All of the all of those guys. Uh, Fourteen forty an ounce on gold, silver twenty twenty on silver. And again, both of those. And uh, and I and, uh, and of course, I told you that last one. Listen, we're going to see uh, somewhere. And I, and I've actually been up in even and I call I yell at these experts. It's very fourteen uh, fourteen fifty. Uh, I think is is kind of baked in for for gold. Could be fifteen fifty if if things if somehow things don't work this tax cut we don't get the growth and and the economy starts to falter uh, then then you can be seeing something you know higher than that but I, I I'm not there yet so I'm thinking fifteen uh, fifty is 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 definitely possible. Uh, silver over twenty dollars, I think, is is a given as well. Uh, but there is a really uh, interesting thing happening with with our central bank, and you noticed uh, all of them are talking about elevated uh, levels that they need to get the the inflation target number. We need to get to something higher, uh, and. One of the reasons now starting to come out. So you know, you 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 only get bits and pieces. You don't get everything all at once. So here's here's what they know that they didn't tell us a couple of weeks ago. U.S. consumer credit. Okay, so that's the the how is the average U.S. citizen doing with its debt? The Federal Reserve said that the Americans' outstanding debt has hit a record level in November. Uh, U.S. credit card outstanding debt also surged to a new record, taking out the old 2008 highs, had the largest jump in 16 years. And so what that tells you is more and more people are... Hey, I've I've run out of check, but I've still got bills, and I'm busting out the plastic. The previous record. And this is just for credit cards. So we we already know we've got record debt in autos. We've got record debt in student loan. And one of the things that we learned uh, this week too is what's going to happen to the student loan market just in the next six years. Right, they're, 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 the Fed is pro, uh, projecting it to double, and then we're already at 1.5 trillion, and now they're going to—they're forecasting a number north of three trillion. And today, uh, we find out that the U.S. credit card debt has now taken out the old all-time highs of April in 2008. The acceleration in the debt shows Americans' credit card debt balances mounting. Uh, obviously, you know, we had the holiday season and all of those things. The increase in what they call non-revolving credit outstanding. Okay, that, that's, that is the uh, motor vehicle piece. So now you think about what we just talked about. We, we just talked about student loan debt, record non-revolving credit, right? auto loans, record, credit card debt just eclipsed the record 
right? And now household wealth, unfortunately, not rising to match it. The risk to the economy is that consumers with fewer assets, <laughs> right? Fewer assets may have to temper their spending until debt loads become more manageable. In other words, hey, we may be faced in a place where consumers, they're out of money. The raise that we're all allegedly getting on the tax cuts may only go towards servicing the debt that they already have. Even if you personally think you currently have a good handle on your credit card debt, all it takes is one emergency to go from feeling your debt is manageable to being in over your head, right? We talked about this, right? No one really has a lot of excess money out there. The fact is, credit card debt is never truly manageable. If you are paying interest on your outstanding balance, you already have a financial problem on your hands. The average monthly balance for borrowers who cannot pay their balance in full now is $9,600. And and you pay... uh, $12,054 in interest is paid each and every year, and now rates are going up. Then, then, so, so this was, I guess that was part one. Then this was out from CNBC today, talking about fewer homes going to be sold in 2018, and that that they're talking about mortgage rates which sat near record lows for the bulk of 2017. And this is something, right, when you think about it, we already had falling home sales. Even though the rates were at record lows, the average 30-year fixed has now risen to 4.25%, according to Mortgage News Daily. That's the highest level I've seen in a long time. The expectation that interest rates are going to continue to move higher and that mortgage rates are going to continue to rise have a dramatic effect on homes, not just on prices, but on people actually being able to purchase new homes or any home. So, you know, you've got all of these things going in that you've got to figure into what is really happening. Where are we fiscally? Where are we financially? You know, we talked today about the government possibly shutting down because no one can agree on how much debt we really want to go into. And and now we, we look at every facet. Now, this is the first time since 08 where all four asset classes of debt, and I'm talking now just for the consumer. You have housing, right? Mortgage debt. Auto, well, I guess now, now student loan debt's number two. Auto loan debt's number three. And credit card debt's number four. Those are the, the, the four pillars of debt. All 
of them now at record highs. And here's the, the part that makes it even worse, is the balances, right, that each of the individual O's are at levels we haven't seen, and now the rates are rising. So now everybody's going to be paying more, and, 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 it, and it doesn't matter whether it's, it's the credit card, the auto loan, the student loan, the mortgage, right? All four asset classes all get hit at the same time, and you start to really start to, you know, and you just start putting it together, right? You start all of a sudden, the Chinese are now stepping to the forefront, getting their currency out in the world because they want to sell their debt to everybody. You've got all of the, and I shouldn't say all of our central bankers, but let's just say a growing number of our own central bankers talking about the need for it to go even higher, right? talking about inflation and price setting and price targeting because they need to get growth to service this stuff. If they don't get it, I guess we're going to see a huge jump in defaults. That would be my guess. So either we're going to start making some more money or a bunch of people are going to start defaulting. Speaking of default, Albertson Safeway joining the list now of companies that may be in trouble. They've got over 2,000 stores. I don't know who really shops at Albertson. Uh, I don't know. The, I mean, there's a bunch of them here. They're not, I, I, I don't really go into one. Uh, my wife goes into Safeway, even though she knows they're expensive, but she'll go in there because she doesn't like to wait in line. That's always a bad omen, isn't it? Why do you shop there? Well, because I don't like to to wait in line. It was just like there's uh, uh, the Sam's Clubs that are shutting down. right? I, I, I have a, a buddy of mine. You know who uses Sam's Club, at least what I, what I, amongst my friends, were a lot of small business guys. I have a buddy of mine. He ran a uh, he runs a catering business, and he said, "Yeah, I went in there because they had the the plates and the the silverware that I liked, and this and that. You know, they they had a few niche things. Uh, we were actually a member because there was one thing there that my wife liked, I, and I can't I don't even remember what it was, but they said the same thing. Well, you know what? Well, what else was nice is because I'd go in there, no one would be in there." So if you like shopping at one of these places that nobody's in, get ready because uh, they're going to start uh, Cerberus Capital. You remember those guys, the the John Snow, former Treasury Secretary, who's over there. They're the owner of them. Uh, Albertson Safeway, uh, increasing levels of debt, sales that are declining. Uh, then we had news out of General Electric, you know, GE. They made, they're the last Dow, original Dow component left. And uh, not only does GE have the largest pension deficit of all S&P 500 companies, the deficit is $11 billion worse than the next closest company. According to Dow Jones, GE now has an unfunded pension liability of $31 billion, and that figure is only from the end of 2016. Fresher numbers have yet to be released. 
GE's pension nightmare, the result of years of inattention. <laughs> I love you. Listen, I don't know how you can be a publicly traded company. They all do it, right? They, they, they're allowed to pretend like they don't have these issues. Years of inattention and historically low interest rates that have driven up pension liabilities around the world. This is not just a math problem. More than 600,000 wow, wow, current and former, and I, I imagine the former making up the largest piece of that number, former GE employees are relying on these benefits. The pension shortfall, more evidence of GE's financial troubles, and I don't know if you saw that uh, they had to take a $6 billion loss uh, earlier this week. It may, it may have been last week. Forced the iconic company to slash its dividend last year, right? Think about this. This is how, you know, when you look at Wall Street and all of the these record highs, and, and, and I talk about it once in a while, you know, they, they don't. They allow these companies to use these adjusted numbers that give you the, a reality that just really isn't true. We'll talk about GE when we return. Pedro Radio News Hour. We'll be right back. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily commentary continuing the pro-family legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Haidt. Phyllis Schlafly postulated in 2003 that the culture war would be won by leftist activist judges unless conservatives took a stand against judicial supremacy. Sure enough, the last few years have brought to us an unprecedented assault on the family by unelected lawyers. Unfortunately, conservatives who ignored Phyllis still don't know how to repel the black-robed assailants. The December 2003 Phyllis Schlafly Report tells us what we can do to reclaim the American family from judicial supremacists. When the 2016 Obergefell decision legislated national gay marriage from the bench, most conservatives were paralyzed. Many even capitulated to the false notion that a Supreme Court ruling is the, quote, law of the land. Of course, any civic student in elementary school can tell you that only the legislative branch has the power to make laws. Nevertheless, liberals and conservatives have allowed the judicial branch to usurp unlimited power in clear violation of the U.S. Constitution. Of course, rulings like the Obergefell decision don't always pop up out of nowhere. Gay activists have been trying to use the courts to impose their will on the nation because the American people would not allow the legislature to adopt such an agenda. The question then becomes, what can we do now to turn the tide? Phyllis Schlafly's book, The Supremacists, listed ten different ways to curb the power of judicial supremacists. It is more important than ever to take the necessary steps to get the right judges onto the bench to begin with. However, when judicial supremacy does creep in, conservatives need to be willing to do things like legislating exceptions to court jurisdiction, limiting federal courts under Article 1, Section 8, compelling Congress to employ the power of the purse, and even pursuing impeachment against radical judges who overstep their authority. People shouldn't be bamboozled into thinking that there's no recourse after a judicial opinion is given. 
being ruled by a system of unelected oligarchs is incompatible with our constitutional form of government. When the American people realize the power that they truly hold, judicial supremacy and its culture-changing impact will have no chance. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Can activist judges be stopped, or will they continue to overturn laws with no regard for the Constitution or the will of the people? Connect with us at phyllisschlafly.com to hear alerts on rulings made by never-elected supremacist judges and to share your viewpoint. That's phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back, Patriot Radio News Hour, 800-951-0592. We're talking about General Electric and their $31 billion unfunded pension liability in growing. Uh, They're saying now the iconic uh, company is getting ready to, uh, I I think they're trying to sell themselves. I just don't know that anybody's going to want to buy it. Their balance sheet is a mess. They don't generate a lot of cash. And they have a severely underfunded pension problem. And and I just, listen, you just start adding all of it up. And remember, and I know it's easy to get caught up in 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 the cheerleading and all of that stuff. And, and you know, we talked yesterday about how, you know, Trump's trying to, to cheerlead his way and cheerlead us into uh, some eight, uh, you know, economic uh, nirvana, and, and somehow we're going to grow our way out of it. It's not possible. Right? That is a math problem. It's like General Electric's problem. General Electric has a problem. Right? They their their balance sheet is a mess. They don't generate enough cash, and they have all of these unfunded liabilities. Think about our government. Let's see, our balance sheet is mess. I mean, we're threatening a closure of the government right now. Right, and and again, I, and, and I don't know if I hope they don't do it. That's just bad governing. But neither here nor there. Right, our balance sheet is a mess. Right, we we don't call, we don't have enough cash. Right, we we're we're spending way more than what we're bringing in. And we have all of these unfunded pension liabilities, right? And we talk about Social Security and Medicare and all of these other programs. And then you look at the actual state of the U.S. consumer, and when they've got the same problem. And, and, you, and you start to think about how is this really going to work? Why do you think it is that gold's all of a sudden uh, running again? You know, gold's up, uh, what, we're... Sixteen dollars away, gold thirteen thirty four. We're sixteen dollars away from gold being up three hundred dollars, almost thirty percent in the last twenty five months. Why do you think that is? And you think about we've been raising rates for the last for for the last twenty five months. That's not how it's supposed to work, right? You, if, if you're raising rates, right, gold's supposed to fall, right? That's the that's how it's supposed to work, right? If we're raising rates, the dollar's supposed to rise. 
right? The dollar, you raise the rates, the dollar rises, gold falls. That's, that's been the, the old playbook. Now we're in a whole new playbook, aren't we? Right? We're in a playbook where we, we've lived off of debt for 40, almost 50 years. And now the debt's starting to choke us. And you can see it now because now we've got rising rates. Like the, the two six four. Let me just check the bond market here. Yeah, two six three seven right now. So two six four on a ten year note. We have all of the 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 dollar continuing to fall. Matter of fact, the dollar's hit its lowest levels in years. Right, getting ready to go back below ninety, and now you have gold running. You've had the largest purchasing of by central banks in gold that we've seen in in a number of years, at least what five or six years. Remember, we talked about that yesterday. Over four hundred metric tons, and, and you start to really see you're seeing the beginning of this cycle, and this cycle goes for at least the next decade. And actually, I don't even, I don't even know how it stops, really. And, and, and now we're, 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 in this, we're in this terrible situation now where we're now our own central bankers are talking about, hey, we need to get this price asset targeting tool uh, to start working better, and we need to go to 4%. Do you know what that means for you? Do you know what that means for the consumer? But do you know what that does to, to housing prices? Do you know what that does to car prices? Do you know what it does to student loan debt? Do you know what it does to credit card debt? Right at the same time, do you know what it does to the federal government's debt, what it does to the the the, the debts of the states and the cities, and it's that horrible double-edged sword that we now live in, right? And I got a funny feeling that it's going to work out uh, in the form of, and I don't want to say default because the government owns the printing press, but it's going to end up in, in a form of inflation, you know. The people will call it hyperinflation. I, I'm telling you, it's going to be more like stagflation, right? Where we really aren't making a whole lot more money, and and yet everything's getting more expensive, and everything not not the way you would typically think. Like we think about uh, gas prices and food prices, it's going to be the servicing of the debts that you've already accumulated that are really going to start skyrocketing. Right, that minimum monthly payment on the credit card. All of a sudden, it's going to go up, you know, gradually at first, $30, dollars $40, $50, $100. Next thing you know, you're paying an extra $200 a month just on the interest side of it, right? And how many people are just making the interest-only payments? Now you go to buy a car, and it doesn't matter, new or used, it doesn't matter. The amount of your monthly payment is going to go more. So, you know, $30,000 car. 
that's kind of what not even the average that's below the average price of a new vehicle right thirty thousand dollar car all of a sudden now it costs fifteen dollars a month more and now they're talking about hey we want to be at four percent right now instead of it costing fifteen dollars a month more it's costing a hundred dollars a month more still only thirty thousand that you're borrowing and that's a month Right, and you start to really get into this situation where all of a sudden now you have this horrible situation where you're already maxed at your debt levels and the payments are going up. You haven't added any more debt. And you're running out of money at the end of the month. And this is kind of the scenario. This is just what, what stagflation would be. Hyperinflation, at least your your pay would be rising. So hopefully you can offset, offset some of that cost. I don't think it's going to rise nearly fast enough. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. Got another great special today. This one is, is one of my favorites right now. We got a great opportunity this time on the $10 Liberty Gold pieces. So you're going to get two $10 Liberty Gold pieces and one Silver Eagle. Not a roll, just a Silver Eagle. You're going to get all three pieces for 1380 bucks. So you think about that's that's uh you know the silver eagle by itself is twenty bucks, and then you take the the two gold pieces. That's like buying a ten dollar Liberty down at at uh, six hundred and eighty dollars, thirteen hundred and sixty bucks. You know, and you got spot gold at thirteen thirty four. Some just incredible. So two ten dollar Liberties, and those are the older ones, eighteen sixty six to nineteen oh seven. Get two of them, plus a silver eagle. For thirteen eighty, and you think about uh, all the people now. They're they're all finding finding religion now and saying, "Oh, gold's going to be fourteen forty, fourteen fifty, fifteen fifty. Some are even saying it could be seventeen hundred before the end of the year. And you're going to be buying two ten dollar pieces and a silver eagle, all for thirteen eighty. Yeah, that's a big buying opportunity. Uh, Eight hundred nine five one. Zero five nine two. If you buy twenty packages, so the package is thirteen eighty. If you buy twenty of them, it's going to be free shipping. So that'll get you a whole roll of silver, forty ten dollar uh, gold pieces. It would be twenty seven thousand uh, six hundred dollars uh, if you buy twenty of the packages, and and we'll throw in the shipping there. Uh, two ten dollar Liberty gold pieces. And a silver eagle for thirteen hundred and eighty dollars. Uh, I don't like using the free word, but it's kind of like you know you're paying thirteen hundred and eighty dollars for the two ten dollar pieces, you're getting a free ounce of silver, right? I mean, or, or however you want to look at it. But either way, you're talking about buying gold uh, th- that close to the spot, and then you, and really that's always great. But isn't it even better when you're buying it that close to spot? And everybody's now saying, "Hey, by the way, spot gold's gonna gonna keep on climbing." And, and you know, we're we're just marching our way back. Right? We're marching our way back to the nineteen hundred dollar level. Uh, we're gonna be uh, seeing new highs in gold. 
I don't know if it, it may be before 2020, uh, the way things are looking right now, and you're starting to see all of these little cracks in all of the, the things that the Federal Reserve did. How did we get these debt levels this high? you got to remember how it all started, right? The Fed left rates and down at zero for nine years. Right? Up until nine years ago, well, now, now ten years ago, right, anything below like three or four percent was pure nonsense. Right, they tried to blame Alan Greenspan. They tried to blame the housing bubble because Greenspan brought interest rates to one percent for less than a year. We had them at zero for nine years, and now rates are rising, and and they're going to continue to rise. And now the the fact of the matter is the servicing of the debt becomes a huge problem. Every one of these people that are forecasting higher gold prices now all say the same thing. Well, rising rates should give the dollar some strength. However, rising rates is going to add stress to the debt levels Therefore, will will create dollar weakness, and now they're starting to see it the way I've been telling you it's going to happen. The weakness is going to be a lot bigger than the strength, and that's why you're seeing gold act the way it is uh, right now. Gold's up uh, seven at thirteen thirty-four. Uh, the dollar's down again, uh, or the the, the dollar. The dollar is down again, but but the Dow is down uh, back below twenty six thousand, and you know you got you've got this mix of people out there. Some of the people, the people that I pay attention to, anything above a ten year note above two six three is bad for stocks. Some people think it can get to you know a whole three percent before it gets bad for stocks. I don't know which, but we're gonna find out because I think the ten year note is heading a whole lot higher, and a lot of people are not prepared for it. You know, and that's the, the, the part that, you know, the unintended consequences. Nobody wants to talk about that. Right? Nobody wants to talk about all the damage that they did while they were pretending that they were fixing things. Let's not forget all of the things that they did to quote-unquote fix things were things that they said that they should never do. But again, when you have a private entity that no one oversees, no one gets to audit, no one holds them accountable, they get to act any way they want, this is what happens. And I promise you, history is going to judge it like they did all the other fiat currencies and all the other central banks that came before it would failure. And that's where God's money comes in. Uh, gold and silver, U.S. $10 liberties. You're going to get two $10 liberties and a silver eagle all for Thirteen hundred and eighty dollars at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. If you buy twenty or more of the packages, 
We will throw in the shipping for you as well. Uh, I guess, the, by the way, the White House is going to hold a press conference about the shutdown. Uh, we'll see what comes out of that. Uh, Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment on a Friday. Don't let the weekend get by without adding to your portfolio. Well, one more bubble getting ready to pop. Commercial real estate. Highly leveraged $4.3 trillion backed in loans. Suffered its first loss since 2009. Uh, So commercial real estate prices falling for the first time uh, since 2009 saying uh, banks are less able to withstand shocks to collateral value. Boston Federal Reserve President Eric Rosengren. So you see, we only get this stuff a little bit at a time. right? So now here comes the Boston Federal Reserve President, who we haven't heard, is now fretting about commercial real estate prices in the, and more specifically the $4.3 trillion in loans that are behind them. And Rosengren says a lot of them are by are uh, are issued by smaller banks, so not the big twelve. The significant decline in collateral values. They're known as CRE, another one I've never heard of them, but yet here it is. Is one of the root causes of a financial crisis. The CPPI is based on estimates of private market values of REIT portfolios across five major property sectors, saying that, uh, let's see, retail sector dropped 11%, self-storage sector down 2%, lodging sector down 12 well, I'm sorry, down 10%. Uh, the apartment sector is the only one uh, that was up. All the other ones suffering hemorrhages. Listen, it's a debt problem. You couldn't, you can't fix a debt problem with more debt, and that's what they did. They leveraged up everything. Don't you understand it? Everything. And now the cost of servicing that debt is starting to spike, and it's going to start causing. It's just gonna it's gonna cause problems and lots of them. Uh, U.S. ten dollar liberties. You're gonna get two ten dollar liberties and a silver eagle, all for thirteen hundred and eighty dollars at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. If you buy twenty of them, we'll throw in the shipping. Uh, twenty of them is twenty packages is twenty seven thousand six hundred dollars. Uh, gold's up. Uh, seven and a half dollars now, thirteen thirty-four fifty. Uh, silver is higher as well. Silver right at uh, seventeen dollars to to the ounce. Uh, and the Wall Street is now down fifty points, right near the lows for the day. Uh, worries about a possible government shutdown, and I don't really think they're too worried about that. Uh, but it's the rise in the ten-year note. Uh, matter of fact, now Dow's down over seventy points. Uh, so the rise in the 10-year note, listen, this is the problem, right? Why does Wall Street not like it? 
because the servicing of all the debt that all of they've uh, that all of these companies have amassed is now going to get more expensive. And then, of course, right the other side, eh, I'm not going to borrow any money. I'm not going to do any. It's too expensive now to borrow, and I'm going to wait. Patriot Radio News Hour. Two $10 lives and a Silver Eagle 1380-800-951-0592. Listen, enjoy the weekend out there. Let's hope there's not a government shutdown on Monday. We'll talk to you then.